0: It was made available 200 million ounces of silver, and that is why in August of 2020 we didn't get over 30.
1: Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Mark is here with you for Arcady Economics, and quite excited today as I am catching up with a good old friend who haven't had on the show for a while, but he's been out there doing his thing and researching what is going on behind the scenes of a rather wild planet that we're living on these days, not just in the financial markets, but uh, in many areas of life. And nice to have Jim Willie, editor of the hat trick letter on the golden dot jackass.com website. And Jim, uh, we've had a lot of people call for your appearance back on the show. And you know, we've been trying to find a time to do this for a while. So Nice to see you back on here, and how's everything going there today, sir?
0: I'll tell you everything going swimmingly, Chris, as we were talking about I couldn't be better. um i I love life, my work is <laughs> my work is therapy. Um, <clears throat> I tell you, I spend a lot of time in this office and it's it's therapeutic. I love contact with my clients. Uh, I'm very busy. I just posted the newsletter for February. Um, it was posted on Sunday. Um, I've had a number of, of client consult calls, and they're all rather enjoyable. I tell you, <clears throat> I never expected when I set this up in the last month of 2019, I never expected that I would have 440 consult calls in three years, and about... I would say a quarter of them were two directions where I benefited from information from boots on the ground. Uh, I got a boots on the ground report about squirrels and birds 150 miles due east of Palestine, Ohio. And I'm glad to report that the birds and squirrels are doing well. And they are smarter than most people because they avoided the feeder and went underground for over 24 hours. They heard something had happened from their friends. Whereas the woke morons in the United States figured it was just a minor accident. It's no big deal. I did, uh, by the way, this is napkin math technology I did a little bit of research and, you know, roughly, roughly, we have one important rail accident every 10 years. (coughs) Pardon me. So figure it's one out of every 120 months. We had about six rail events in February alone of various types. So if you take one in 120 to the sixth power, you get yourself about three trillion. That's the likelihood of six rail accidents in a single month, one in six trillion. Maybe it's four trillion, but you get the idea, okay? That's what we're dealing with, and they're continuing. Now, I don't know how much you want to focus on uh, sabotage of the nation versus finance and monetary policy and silver, but I believe we're seeing the end desperation attempt by the cabal, which is on the edge of being eliminated. I mean, eliminated, put in the fucking ground. That's the kind of eliminated I'm talking about. I don't know if you heard about the New Zealand um, event where the White Alliance showed that they could do what the dark hats did to Turkey. Have you seen the gaping holes, like 30, 40, 50 meter wide gaping holes in I've, the I've... Earth's crust in Turkey, <clears throat> they had 150 aftershocks. Um, I think they're still going to join the BRICS. I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't know if the, the Turks are going to be discouraged from joining the BRICS, from establishing better commerce with Russia, for ignoring the vaccine mandate. telling screw you on uh, economic lockdown and basically saying, you know, screw you to Davos. I think the Turks are very strong-willed people. And I think the final blow was uh, a Northern Arab alliance, Muslim alliance for a security blanket, like for Turkey... Syria, Kurdistan, Iraq, Egypt, a security blanket by Russia as the you know the, the lead dog. Okay, I think that was the final straw for the Davos. But anyway, there was a, um, <clears throat> let's just say a laser event in New Zealand. Uh, and early indication was that it was a United Nations hive. know rockefeller hive and the damage there is almost as bad as it was in turkey so now there's some kind of negotiation we're seeing the very end of the davos rothschild rockefeller era we're seeing the end of it and i believe that these train wrecks we're not done with these there's probably going to be a poison event in a major metro area, like like we saw in, in Tokyo, remember about 15 years ago? Tokyo, ricin, I think it was, ricin, I can't remember. <clears> okay, <throat> yeah, I'm very encouraged by this, Chris, because I think it could be very close to the end of, of these rotten sons of bitches uh, controlling our governments, our banks, our, our medical centers, and our printing presses. Let me let me just throw in one of my theories and then, then I'll give you the floor. <clears throat> it was about April or May, the Russians eliminated and squashed, shut down the money laundering centers in Ukraine. The next month, the Biden show established new Ukraine aid that was out of proportion for the Ukrainian GDP economic size. So I conclude that the Russians eliminated the money laundering income for the Davos Uberlords, <clears throat> and the Biden show replaced it. And yesterday Janet Yellen promised $1.2 billion more. It's not going to the war. It's going to Davos. It's their paychecks. They lost their money. They lost their income. And if you're looking for an estimate, I got one. Uh, Ukraine was something like 30 billion a month, maybe a little more, for money laundering. Narcotics, children, human organs, white women, adrenochrome, and bioweapons. Ukraine is the center of money laundering for the cabal, in the entire planet. The Russians shut it down. So naturally, the Western press doesn't like Russia.
1: Yeah, certainly, uh, and there we go to kick things off, uh, quite quite a mess over in that situation. And I was thinking maybe that would be a good place to start because we did just pass the one year anniversary of Russia going into Ukraine and, Obviously, on one hand, or more than one hand, it's just uh, horrific and tragic to see the things that are going on there. And perhaps most of all, that it just continues to escalate, doesn't seem to be much talk of any sort of resolution or attempts at a resolution. Obviously, uh, United States and uh, NATO and the Western powers just, you know, pushing the pushing the situation to head even more we've seen in that time russia continue to make plans to move away from dollar infrastructure a lot of countries like turkey as you mentioned joining in there and maybe that'd be a good place to start of where you see that whole situation where there's a lot of tension obviously focuses around the finances and perhaps you could start there
0: (laughs) The de-dollarization began in 2014-15, right after Obama and Victoria Nuland and the Mossad engineered the Maidan coup in Kiev, Ukraine. 2014 and 15, what they did was they set up a rogue state. The rogue state was to give them complete liberty to do money laundering and trafficking. Okay, but the reaction regarding the de-dollarization was that Russia was inhibited and started to see their accounts frozen in London and elsewhere. And the Russians decided we need to go to the de-dollarization plan. And it was not hard to get nations to join that plan. Because the United States has used the dollar as a weapon. And I've got it's not a joke. But it is a reality that sounds like a joke. The dollar has a backing. And it's a hard asset backing. It's the US military. They don't have an uh, a hard asset commodity type backing like gold or a basket about which the Russians are talking. Um, The de-dollarization spread to China, which was always an anxious party to join in the the Asian movement. The big zinger coming up, I'll I'll forecast it openly, the Japanese are gonna join the Pacific Rim and and apply for BRICS. The Japanese, because they see the writing on the wall. They're already doing everything that's de-dollarized. <clears throat> they're dumping treasury bonds. <clears throat> they dumped, uh, I think it was a hundred, I think it was two hundred and twenty billion dollars in the last twelve months. The Japanese central bank treasury bonds, and they're buying gold, and they're defending against assassinations by the. Rockefellers and Rothschilds of mid-level officials in their government. The Japanese are going to make a climax to this by joining the BRICS. It's a logical sequence. People say, "Oh no, no, Jim, that'll never happen." The Japanese are 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 in the back pocket of the Americans. Well, maybe you didn't notice what's happening the last two years. The Japanese are in revolt, and I, I I'd like to just put on the table that former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe might have faked his death. Might. I don't know. He had a lot of indications before that he was aware that his life was being threatened by the European Uber lords, the banksters, the cabal. He had plenty of warning, as did Robert David steal plenty of warning not that hard to fake a death okay so the Japanese are a key part the de-dollarization Chris has actually become the mantra the action plan the agenda of the BRICS plus union
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and there's there's a it's not all that secretive except to Americans who stick with the New York Times and follow CNBC, but the Iranians are involved in some rather special projects. I'm not even referring to the drone manufacturing and the supply to Russia. I'm not even referring to that. I have been told by a fellow who attended the early meetings, the preliminary meetings to the JCPOA, Otherwise known as the Iran nuclear talks. He attended them. He's got notes from them. He wore a headdress to them. He did not open his mouth during them. And he said, Jim, Iran now is the ambassador for BRICS. They are the recruiting agent for BRICS. They are the agent that goes out and solicits contracts and informs them of steps necessary in order to make a BRICS invitation, like Argentina, like Saudi Arabia, like United Arab Emirates, like Indonesia, like various countries in Africa, Egypt. Okay, the de-dollarization movement, Chris, it is BRICS. It's the BRICS+. plus. And wouldn't it be interesting if Russia and China engineer a reverse counter coup to get rid of Lula in Brazil? He just had a, sat- a satanic parade. He had Satan on a float. Okay, this is in your face. Okay, de dollarization is no longer just a Russian concept. Um, I believe we're soon going to see Germany announce that they're going to be engaged in some rather significant Russian commerce, and it'll all be settled outside the dollar. And that will be the crowning blow that tells you that the Davos crew is not in charge of Western Europe anymore. Maybe Netherlands. The French are going to dump Macron. They've had demonstrations in 30 cities. Macron and his gang have stolen the French pensions. It might be replaced, but this is what the cabal does, Chris, when they had the Ukraine money laundering centers shut down by the Russians. They solicit Biden aid for the Ukraine war that ends up in in Davos bank accounts and also in black market weapon sales in Eastern Europe. It's not going to the Ukraine war. It's going to the black market. And the Ukrainian generals are profiting from this. I've heard that there's a a big arrest project going on by the Russian military and and their special forces. They're they're gathering up Ukrainian criminals of, of high level in military and civilian posts. This is very exciting. Um, Notice what happened in Italy back in September. They booted out Draghi by simply having a new coalition established in their Italian parliament. I don't know if you follow that much, but I I did. And uh, I found that there was about a two or three week period where in Italy, the parliament was just Panicking. They were desperate to form a new coalition with bribery and threats. And they failed. So Georgina Maloney remained as prime minister, you know, the head of the coalition. And it it's it's almost funny, but that comedian Beppo, Beppi, Um the five-star movement, it was his group. They were the swing. They 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 abandoned Draghi, they recruited other groups, and they got rid of Draghi. Okay. Now there's open conversation in Italy about ending the ridiculous health restrictions, ending the ridiculous lesbian, gay, social disorder. I, I don't know whether I'm man or woman today. I, I, I just don't know what I am. You know, she, come on, check your pants. Um, go to the bathroom and check your pants. I do every day because I'm a little confused, Chris, and it comes out male every single time, without exception. I'm beginning to think it's significant that it now I'm a male. Oh gosh, this is so incredibly stupid. <clears throat> the de-dollarization movement is gonna have a climax in Europe and Japan. And when I say Japan, it could be Japan and South Korea. Imagine if Japan, South Korea, and China adopt. The Chinese, whatever, payment platform for regional trade. Now, for those who don't think it's important, that was the motive for Fukushima. In 2010, the Japanese announced they were working with a pan-Asian, more like Pacific Rim, pan-Pacific Rim solution for regional payments that would be gold-based. Four months later, they had Fukushima. Okay, this is how big it is. The de-dollarization is to make, I should say, render the United States and Britain irrelevant on the global stage. That's how big the BRICS movement is. It's de-dollarization. Okay, will France adopt the non-dollar payment system? I'm talking about, you know, country to country, monthly or quarterly trade payment. I'm referring to contracts like, say, a German company doing some major construction of of an office building in France. It's paid usually with dollar contracts. If they change to something different, it's non-dollar. You know, I almost don't care what it is. The important thing is it's non-dollar. We need to get away from the dollar hegemony and the U.S. military backing of of global finance. Turkey committed some sins. They went forward with the TurkStream Russian Gazprom pipeline. They attempted to broker peace in Ukraine. They were involved in... A lot of different activity in, in Syria that opposed the United States and the Rothschilds Energy Company that wanted to take everything of the Leviathan oil and gas deposit in the Middle East and Mediterranean. Okay, the Turks committed a lot of sins against the cabal, not sins against humanity, sins against the greatest sinners of humanity. Okay, anyway, that's my little de-dollarization speech. We're going to get, we're going to get a couple of different options, I believe, Chris. And this is very difficult to, to nail down. Are we going to get a gold back central bank digital currency coming out of the east, or are we going to get a bridge like with XRP and XLM? I don't have an answer to that, but I am dead sure that the United States, England and Switzerland are gonna propose a central bank digital currency that nobody wants. And that is why it hasn't been launched yet. Nobody wants it. It violates the decentralization. It violates the transparency. My, my little metaphor is why should they launch it? Because it would sink in the harbor and if it ever makes it out to sea, it'll get blown to bits by foreign ships so there's no fed coin nobody wants it and and you know the swiss came out this was a statement that they made about november they made their argument against decentralization and against transparency okay well fine basel we understand your point of view and therefore we're not interested in your central bank digital currency you know, th- there's a lot of this going on right now, Chris, and it's all directed at the United States, Britain, and <clears throat> Davos. Um, that's my de-dollarization theme. I hope um, you know any follow-up. I'm 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 here.
1: Yeah, well, that's one of the things I've been wondering with the CBDCs, where. We've heard a lot about them and certainly doesn't seem like an ideal shift for the average guy out there, although I've wondered to degree to which if people just don't buy into it, how effective it can be. And it sounds like you're saying that the more people push back or or just avoid using the thing that still could make an impact on whether it's implemented on a wider scale. Yeah,
0: let me give you some facts and figures. <clears throat> I follow this not as closely as I want, but every once in a while I get an update. The BRICS plus union that includes their recently invited and soon to be made official nations. They now have over 70% of the global GDP. They now have over 80% of the global population. To me, that's critical mass. Now, when the United States has got a proposal of FedCoin and and they would say, well, we want to have imports and we want to have trade with foreign nations and we're gonna have a settling device and and it's gonna be built upon the FedCoin, our Federal Reserve sanctioned CBDC, central bank digital currency for those that don't recognize that. Well, guess what? foreign suppliers say, well, wait a minute, let me give you a reality check, United States. You're a net importing nation. You've shed your manufacturing and industry. So we don't give a shit about your Fed coin. We've got our payment system. If you want our supply to your fast declining nation, then you're going to have to use our payment systems and they're non-dollar. <clears throat> and we run them, and we make them legitimate. So by virtue of the fact, Chris, that the United States is a very big net importer of a trillion a year or more now, a trillion a year net deficit for trade. Because of that, we don't make the rules. It is not complicated but if you were to ask someone about critical mass of you know non dollar declarations and critical mass of uh, <clears throat> of the producing nations they'll they come up blank they don't understand what's going on the brics will have over 70% of the global gdp and they can now make the rules and they're going non dollar and don't know what exactly is going to be their platform You know, I learned something in marketing research when I was at Digital Equip Corp um, DEC from 1980 to 1993. I learned something important in, in the final eight years where it was just marketing research. They were the best years of my life. Most exciting, most stimulating, most rewarding, and most packed with learning. That's where I learned factor analysis and that's where I learned a couple of other things uh, that I did not, that I did not take in graduate school. Okay. What I learned was that if you've got a couple of competing concepts, well, which is it, this or that? What's more important XRP or CBDC with a gold backing? The answer is both. That's the lesson I learned. The answer is, both. They're both going to be used and we're going to see how it sorts out. I have a feeling that XRP is going to be the path of least resistance for trade payment globally because there'll be too much arguing over, well, our CBDC is better than your CBDC and ours has the gold backing and yours has the fake gold backing. Oh no, ours has the real gold backing. Oh no, we'll prove it. Oh no, no. Okay. That kind of argument that we've Endured for 10 years. XRP would be a compromise. Now, I got a zinger for you. The other zinger was Japan joining the BRICS. My other zinger is that XRP is going to be the device to give us 5,000 gold. It'll be the device for leverage that gives us 3,000 gold and the device to give us 50 silver and 80 silver, it'll be how we get there. And the Russians are figuring it out. They're going to use XRP, they're already figuring it out. There was a, a, a BRICS uh, article about the usage of XRP for certain functions in, in, in payment systems in the BRICS. They're already figuring it out, half of least resistance. I, I love certain things of, uh, you know, physics. Um, I did, this is kind of funny and silly, but back in 2000, and I think it was five, I wrote a public article because I was writing a lot. I, I was writing back then. I don't know if you remember, but I was writing 34, 35 to 40 articles a year. I only took six or eight or 10 weeks off a year. Um, almost every week a public, Article I was promoting the new newsletter, my hat letter. And I wrote an article about financial physics, and it was fun. It was my gosh, I had about 10 different concepts, you know, like momentum, swing trades. You you break a, a bearish triangle, and, and the momentum will shift you up as high as the bearish triangle was low. Uh, liquidity, leverage, leverage is a concept in physics. You get a big crowbar and you put it five inches from your object and you can move a 200 pound object like that. Not a lot, but you can move it. Okay. We've got a lot of physics coming to the fore here, Chris. It's going to be exciting. And, uh, um, I I would like to see, I, I know it's a, very weird topic to bring up suddenly. I would like to see the United Nations shut down. Shut it down. Occupy it, shut it down. Just shut it down. Because I think they're behind the train wrecks.
1: Well, wouldn't it be the wildest thing I've ever heard? Um, although a question going back to gold and silver, which you brought up there, and certainly always fun to get your thoughts on that. I know you've been writing about and looking at how we've seen inventories in silver in the LBMA and the COMEX, especially on the registered category in the COMEX. Getting on the lower side, We saw the big imports from India. Turkey's been importing large amounts of silver, at least relative to what they've done in the past. And this is in the midst of reports of the largest silver deficit that we've had yet, about 200 million ounces last year. Any thoughts on what's going on there and perhaps more significantly how it plays out? Do you think we're headed to a point where the Silver just isn't there? Um, Maybe one, one other data point to add on there, we were talking about yesterday on the show, how, you know, obviously we have 1980 where the Hunts and others were taking physical delivery and we had this situation back with silver squeeze a lot of people were wondering if it was just retail but we did have that report that came out from the lbma where they said that they were weeks away from running out of silver i've heard rick rule talk in a couple of interviews about how a few months after that he believed initially it was just retail but a few months after that for the sprout physical trust he's, he's saying you know we cleared out what was in Ottawa, we cleared out what was in Chicago, we cleared out what was in New York. So some data points suggesting that what's available is getting on the low side. And I've wondered if that's what it takes to finally see a higher silver price where there's just eventually some sort of failure to deliver. So curious, any thoughts on any of that that you might have?
0: Yeah, I've got a few thoughts, but I, I got a preface that I, I have to admit that you're the expert. Uh, You have experts as your guests, and I am kind of spread out in five different areas. I certainly cover gold and silver, but you seem to cover it at the granular level, at at the specific detail level, and, and I'm covering more at a macro level, but I do have some impressions that might be important, might be valued. First of all, there's a new category about 18 months ago, two years ago, called pledged. There's the registered and there's the, what's the other one? Um, Eligible. Help me here. Eligible. Eligible. And now there's pledged. They should have called it the bullshit category. Because if it was, you know, a JP Morgan or a Goldman Sachs cousin in upstate New York who made a phone call and said he had 50 tons in his garage, they'll count it. That's what I call the bullshit category. So you've got comics distorted with that third category. Here's my other little Lulu to throw into the mix. Do you remember in the summer, like August of 2020, we had the Reddit and we had the GameStop, and they were forcing the Wall Street hedge funds to cover their naked shorts. And GameStop went way, way, way above its, uh, its, even its sales amount. Okay, there was no ratio. It was just multiple. It was ridiculous. <clears throat> Do you remember when Eric Sprott came out and said, we're going to engineer a Reddit naked short attack on silver? And Silver never made it over 30, because I got word from uh, Maxwell in Luxembourg, a contact of mine, I I wish he would get back online with me, but he's enduring some rather challenging situations, but he informed me that J.P. Morgan, by way of Basel, was not gifted, but was it was made available 200 million ounces of silver. And that is why in August of 2020, we didn't get over 30. But back to Eric Sprott, <clears throat> at that same time, he, he wanted to engineer a Reddit raid against a naked shorting of silver. And Eric Sprott had his life threatened by the cabal in New York and London. So he called, he called that off. Now I've been doing some digging and I've not honestly come up with much. I'm always looking at a higher level, something or other, a higher level factor, a higher level event. And and that was pretty damn high level with Reddit and Eric Sprott. <clears throat> I believe without much of any proof, I believe that Eric Sprott and his fund are offering a slight premium on silver so that the silver doesn't make its way to the COMEX. The silver instead becomes PSLV inventory. How else can he manage... Okay, he talks about clearing out Ottawa and clearing out this and that. Are the Mexican, Chilean, and Ecuadorian silver mines really halted for COVID concerns of their workers? Or are they continuing to operate, and they supply Sprott? Or they supply Sprott and the Cabal, which is loading up on silver in the back channels. Something going on. OK, again, the same issue. Is it to Sprott, or is it to the Cabal loading up on silver? It's both. Okay, they're loading up on silver and it's not making it to the COMEX. I think the victim in all this is going to be the COMEX because it is the path of most resistance. And they're not getting a proper price. So let me just make something up. Sprott pays a dollar over spot. Sprott pays a dollar over the spot Silver price to get mining output. <clears throat> and the cabal pays two bucks over spot to get the Indian now the Andean, sorry, Andean, Andes mountain region. It's a two thousand mile region of of rich mineral deposits. Chile has copper, but they also have silver. Ecuador has silver. Mexico has silver. I tell you, these countries are loaded with silver, and I don't believe for a damn minute that they shut down operations because of COVID concerns for their workers. It's a perfect cover story. All right. Now, back to COMEX. When Russia announced their global metal exchange in Moscow, that was about a year ago. And I did my little calculation based on the Russian ruble and their, what was it? um, One gram is worth a thousand rubles, something like a hundred rubles. I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what it was, but the Russians tied a gram of gold to the ruble. I did my calculations, Chris, and I came up with $2,700 gold price in Moscow. And then they went quiet. Okay, Again. I believe Moscow went quiet because they decided to do it all in the back channels. Let me ask a simple question. Are there a lot of Russian oligarchs living in London?
1: I imagine there's a few.
0: You think they may be doing some black market gold arbitrage? Draining London? OK, yeah, I don't think normally. I mean, I got ahead head on my shoulders, but I decided a long time ago, when it comes to financial markets, you start with the fraud. Start with it. Don't end with it. Start with it. And you'll usually be confirmed. You know, things like the Germans requesting their, uh, what was it, 300? Oh, no, no, 3,000. Oh, I can't remember. Sometimes I miss a zero and I really get screwed up. But remember the Germans did not get redeemed On their request of the New York Fed for their gold, I think it was 300 tons. And immediately there's a a new war run by the CIA in Chad. And the output per year is exactly what's necessary for seven years to pay back the the Germans. And it was a successful project. Okay, These are not in the news. This is how the gold and silver market operate. The back channels. For instance, here's another one. Why is the US Mint charging 80 to 100% premium on Silver Eagles to eliminate the demand? It's not because they're short. I don't think they stopped production. I think they're producing for the cabal to buy in the back channels the silver output. Don't buy silver Eagles if that's the way they want to play ball. There are other games in town with high quality silver coins. We'll talk about that you know, another time when we you know get to that you know proposal of yours, that idea of yours. But uh, <clears throat> there's a lot going on that's not easily seen. Okay, you you had the naked shorts for silver and gold, but then you had um I can't remember the exact name, but something for delivery. Um uh, physical for delivery or something bullshit out out of London. Okay. What was that?
1: The exchange for physical.
0: Exchange for physical. Yes. Exchange for physical. In other words, we need a false delivery to cover the naked short. Okay, it's all criminal. Start with the fraud and move from there. <clears throat> That's what I do with my analysis. That's one reason I get like 80 to 90% correct forecasts. Chris, I gotta say, this is, you know, patting myself on the back. I've gotten more compliments in the last 18 to 20 months for correct mega forecasts than I did in the entire previous 10 to 12 years. The the BRICS plus union is a correct forecast, a non-dollar Eurasian trade zone. And now it's expanding. I, I told a contact of mine, well, you know, Big W, wake me up <clears throat> when the Pacific Rim signs onto the BRICS. And, and I'll be darned, two weeks later, he sent me an article, Indonesia leads the Pacific Rim with an, an, a, a knock on the door to join the BRICS Plus Union. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> I don't know if, uh, if your followers, they probably do, if they realize, but Iran is now in charge of peace in the Persian Gulf. Or just you know the Gulf region. There are a lot of gulfs in this world. I like calling it what it's always been called, the Persian Gulf. So the Iranians and the Saudis and the UAE Emirates, they call themselves the Emirati. Um, they're joined now by Oman and Qatar, and they've declared peace. So what is their what is their trade payment unit going to be? Will it be the Iranian? Central bank digital currency with a gold backing. Why do the Rothschilds hate Iran so much? Because they've got tens of thousands of tons of gold that they have denied the Rothschilds access. It's not five or 6,000 tons. It's tens of thousands of tons. We don't get to use it. We don't get to dump it on the market, nor the Chinese. Okay, the Iranians have made peace with the Saudis. If you're looking for an indication, note that in the last 18 months or more, there is no Yemen war. I look for proof, I look for evidence. There is none, no evidence of war. And for those who didn't know, the Saudis supplied the aircraft, the UAE Emirati provided the cash. The Australians supplied the mercenaries. And that was your war in Yemen. This is this is ugly. Ugly, ugly stuff. Okay, there is no more Yemen war, but there is some lateral drilling. (laughs) I laugh. There's some lateral drilling into Saudi territory. In their east no their western corner by Yemen. In Yemen they're drilling and capturing and stealing Saudi oil. You, you drill down and then you drill at a 45 degree angle. You go down a couple more miles and poof, you're under Saudi soil, <clears throat> stealing oil. <clears throat> okay, there's a lot of that going on. Okay, here's another big item regarding UAE. It's called the AED, the Arab Emirate Dirham. That's D-I-R-H-A-M. It is pegged to the dollar. Pardon me. It is pegged to the dollar, and the Russians require it for many different nations now to pay for oil. The Indians had three big refinery companies buy, I think it was something like five boatloads of oil from Russia and they paid Russia in AED dirham from the United Arab Emirates. Is that clever or what? Okay, this is a sign. Remember I told you or back in the beginning, <clears throat> it's going to be non-dollar and I don't care what. The AED is non-dollar. The Russians like it because they know exactly what they're going to get because it's pegged to the dollar. So when they sign the contract and get delivery of the payment, they'll know what it is and there's no fluctuation. It's pegged to the dollar. Look to see if the United States gives a big ration of shit to the United Arab Emirates for doing this because they're gonna be the agent for Arab world payment in the BRICS. It'll be an AED dirham. This is exciting. I believe that the Persian Gulf region is gonna have settlement in the AED and in whatever Iran requires. I think they're gonna have a real that's central bank digital currency, gold backed. They got tons and tons of gold. This is exciting, Chris, but it's also dangerous because these losing sons of bitch Satanists, I believe are pressing buttons now to wreck everything. If they can't control it, it's as simple as that. And we need to put them in the ground. And uh, we have to follow this New Zealand incident where the White Hats did, let's just call it a harp. It's simpler than calling it a laser event. Uh, They did the equivalent tactic that was used on Turkey. They did it in New Zealand. I have been saying now for a couple of years, the cabal is going to hide in Paraguay, New Zealand, and Israel. They're going to hide. Well, one of the hiding grounds just got hit. And it might force truce talks, settlement talks. We need these people... And drive them off the planet or put them in the ground. There, there's really not a lot of alternatives. And I don't know if you follow you know, the White Dragon um, events and uh, conflicts. But they tried to make compromises in the last three or four years with the Davos and Rothschild cabal. And all of the deals resulted in betrayals, broken deals, and attempted murder and and, and kidnapping. White Dragon said, the only way we can get this thing done, whatever this thing is, the only way to get this thing done is to have all the cabal killed. and That's part of the agenda now. And, and this is exciting, but it's dangerous. I do not know, Chris, if I'm going to survive the reset. I do not know. For my own challenges... And, and what I've decided to continue in supporting. Um, it, it's more than, it, it's three families. Um, I, I'm a good guy, got a big heart. And, and, and to let them go is to say, well, you know, you can starve to death, you can live on the street. It's okay with me, I'm, it's not okay with me. So I carry a load and I'm praying that I can receive the kind of protection that allows me to proceed unencumbered, uninhibited, where I can enjoy the abundance of my work. That is my prayer. I pray that to the Lord Jesus. Behind me, I got tingles. I tell you, this is serious, serious global war. We're trying to save not just the planet, not just the global economy, but the human species. And I believe we're going to have a lot of to do after the davos cabal is put away
1: well that is part one of the interview with jim willie this one went quite a while so wanted to break it into two parts make it a little easier to watch so hope you enjoyed that and just stay tuned because tomorrow we will be back with part two with dr jim willie of the golden jackass mm-hmm.